windy one. It's windy today. It's going to be a windy Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. I forgot it's our Halloween episode. Yep. Oh, shit. Yep. Well, I've got something good for you guys. Maybe we should start with yours. Why? Because mine's a lot. I think I have more pages than you do. Do you? Yeah. I have like five. I, yeah, I only have like three, but I mean, okay. I mean, it's just like... You want to... <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll go first. I feel... Here's why I think you should go first, because mine involves like crimes against children, and I feel like doing... Because I know what yours is. I feel like doing yours after it is kind of... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Maybe not a great idea. You're right, you're right, you're right. So. Hi, baby. Um, how was your week? It was long. It was a long work week. Yeah. But um, the weekend's been fun. It's a little windy out now, so if you guys hear our windows, we have cheap windows. Not true. We have old windows in uh, this room. So old and maybe rattle cheap. around. I don't think they're cheap. I think they're just old. Yeah. How was, how, what did you do today? What, how was your weekend good? Um, yesterday I got another tattoo, which was Woo-hoo. fun. A tattoo. A tattoo. A tattoo. And today... It's really sick. It's so cool. Yeah, we went to uh, Denver today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We got a rowing machine. Oh my god, we did. Which is super exciting because um, I've been looking around on Marketplace for them for a while. And they've just been like, work gym equipment in general with COVID has just skyrocketed mm-hmm. in price. And we got a really good deal on a really nice little rower. And Sammy loves it. That is her preferred method of cardio. So, Which is funny because I hate working out, but that rower and is I so much it. fun. Yeah. Love it. It was hard. Is it hard? Yeah. Oh. So compared to it's um, I I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but like the type that it is is different than the type that you see in a lot of gyms, um, so it's easy to kind of cheat on the ones in the gyms because mm. like if you go slower, it's easier, but if you go harder, it's harder. But this one has um, like consistent resistance the whole time, so it doesn't matter how slow or fast you go. Oh my God, butters. You're getting some cat purrs maybe in there, sorry. So anyways. <laughs> That's cool. You can probably edit a lot of that out. No, I think it's educational. <laughs> okay. We are an educational podcast. Oh, Who knew? About Who knew about rowers? Thanks, babe. <laughs> um but yeah, we worked out together today, which was fun. Yeah. We don't usually do that. No, we don't. Because I don't work out, so Right. And when you do, you're like, stay in the house. I don't want you to see me riding the bike. Uh, because mostly i just feel like such a wimp compared to you oh that's funny oh my god butters is gonna ruin this podcast make him leave i'm not gonna make him leave he's being sweet look at what's going on (laughs) he's being adorable he's always all over you (laughs) he always does this he does not always do this it's not it's a power move it's It's not not a power move he just loves me he's pretty no shit he's fine look he's gonna settle down right here uh-huh we'll see we'll see how this goes she's like finagling a cat in a laptop like yeah you're gonna be able to scroll so well i am and like speak and enunciate well everything's fine right. okay go ahead like we're doing it just fine yeah. right now yeah go yeah. ahead yeah 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 cool that's it oh there's something i want to update on uh you actually showed me this a long time ago on tiktok of owie <laughs> mm-hmm. uh devil's tower about this uh, guy, I don't know what his handle is off the top of my head, but he talks about how it's a volcano core. I don't remember if I talked about that or not in my episode or in the episode. Did I? Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember either, but there's a, a chance. He's, 
this guy is saying that it is like 100% of volcano core because of what it's made out of and stuff like that. I don't, I'm not a geologist. So right. if you want more information about that. Just know that it's like that because of the way it is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I can do more of an add on about it if you guys are interested. If not, you just look it up yourself. It's really, literally, it's just basically like it was a volcano and then everything else around it eroded and then the core is just left. That's pretty interesting. Isn't it weird? Yeah. It's that's, cool. There's like another spot in Colorado that's like that, but it's much smaller scale than. It's like if you're driving south on I-25, you can see. Yeah, figure out what that is. I think he is. But anyways, yeah. So there's another mini volcano somewhere in Colorado. Hmm. Yep. But yeah, if you have any questions, um, Google it. <laughs> I was like, I can look it Don't up, but I basically us. told you the gist. Right. 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 <laughs> I guess I can get like into science, but. Sure. It sounds um, like a lot of things. A lot of us weren't good at at high school, so <laughs> isn't even Speak something yourself, you want to listen to. I was good until fucking chemistry, and then I hated everything. Yeah. Um. How was your week? Um. It was rough. I uh, like with having the time off for the wedding. It was nice, and then I was like actually excited to go back to work. And then the first call I took was a delivery for a baby, and I was like, nope, mm-mm, nope. <laughs> I don't want to be back. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Um, in case you guys are wondering, I did not deliver the baby. The ambulance got there in time. Thank God. But those are like my number one, like, I will take a million CPR calls if I don't have to deliver a baby. I don't. Why? The instructions that we have to follow for baby delivery. Oh, yeah, you said that. Though I'm thankful for them because I would have no clue what to do mm-hmm. otherwise. I just, they're gross. They're gross. And, like, some of the things we request for people to go grab, like, go get a shoestring so we can tie off the umbilical cord later. Like, it's like you're instructing MacGyver. Like, I mean, you get a paper clip, a shoestring, and a fucking... And a bouncy ball. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm sure that. we could use that for a baby. And then, like, there's one part where, like, if you actually get birth, it's like, be careful, the baby's slippery, that we're supposed to tell people that. I'm like, oh my would god. Would you, if you didn't say that, uh, would you be, like, not in compliance? Yeah, I would not be in compliance. <laughs> I mean, I would, I just want to get Please high be compliance. Careful. The baby is slippery. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> don't let that thing drop. <laughs> um,. But yeah, it was just rough coming back to work. <laughs> but it was a weird week for sure. It was a super weird week. I blame the full moon. The full moon that wasn't this weekend. It was this week. It, it was, was the nineteenth. No. Yes. Six and one half dozen or the other because it was a big, big, a big moon. Moon. Yeah, I don't know. And it was a farmer's moon. I the thing about that is that we differ on this. Where I don't care if it's a full moon or not it's it's I, in my mind i figure if it's a bad night it's gonna be a bad night you know what i mean sure like a, a mood though the mood does affect our moods i believe that i'm just like i don't know it just justifies it for us okay cops we're just i don't know everybody i'm on shift with is like oh that makes sense it's a full moon like you yeah. have to have something that makes uh, like gives you a reason for it being a shitty weird week yeah or like when somebody dies it's like well we've got two more coming yeah everything happens in threes Which literally happened yeah and that's week. literally what happened yeah, like yeah. in less than 24 hours yeah yeah right it's weird yeah 
Whatever. I I'll keep know. living my life in ignorance. Okay. Um. All right. You're going first. I am. I Sammy's to... got her uh, Shirley Temple because she's on call. Oh yeah, I'm on call, I so I can't whiskey. drink. Um. But oh my gosh, I love the Shirley Temple. It's so good. Okay. Here we go. I want to disclaim this with it is our content is explicit, but this is like very explicit. Like this is like <laughs> graphic. It's so graphic and it's like you're probably going to hate me for it because I talk about a lot of things that I didn't think I'd talk about in this podcast, <laughs> but I had to. I had to. It has I'm to do with it. like Go ahead. Well, genital stuff. Okay. And like pleasure. So if any of our coworkers listen to this, please like Please don't, don't look at me in the eye. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about broomsticks. Or like my family, please, dear God. <laughs> do not ever I'm speak so of this sorry. episode. To I'm us. so sorry. But it was just so interesting to me that I can't I can't not. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. Thank God I have whiskey. Thank I feel bad for you. God, <laughs> you I don't. know. It's okay. I can do a lot of things sober. Um, <laughs> so I'm talking about like the history as to why we associate broomsticks with witches. Um, because like 99% of the time when you see a witch or like a costume or anything like that, it's always with a broomstick. Helps like define the witch. It's like, are you a person in a pointy hat? No, you're not, because you don't have a broomstick. Wait. Are you I'm a witch? I'm going to do this again. Okay. I'm do this again. <laughs> are you a person are, are in a, a pointy hat? Are you a person in a pointy hat? Are you a witch? No, because you don't have a broomstick. Oh, you do have a broomstick. Look at you, you witch. <laughs> That's how I see it as, you know? Look at you, you witch. <laughs> Look at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Most of what we know about medieval witchcraft today comes from records of, records of religious inquisitors, um, such as legal officials and testimonies from accused witches themselves, um, often while they were being tortured. So I'm not sure how, like, true or untrue those confessions might have been. Might have just been, like, professions to try to, like, I don't know, stop getting burned. But um, either way, brooms have, as I said, a very long connection with witches. The earliest known image of a witch on a broom was in 1451 in Martin Lee Franck's manuscript Le Champion des Dames, which is like the something of ladies. Okay. I don't remember. I think it's like the Conqueror or something. I don't remember. Anyways, um, these were two images in the manuscript where one woman is in the air on the broom. And the other is just on a plain stick while flying around. So just a stick. Just a stick. There's no bristles. Like a from the woods. Like you just grab. Like okay. here's my yeah. flying. Stick. Yeah, and I mean it's long enough to like. It's basically like a broom without a, without the bristles. Um, I do want to say real quick that while we're talking about this, I want everybody's minds to be thinking about the broomstick and how it actually represents both feminine. And masculine properties, according to my research. The stick itself... It's be difficult to get there, I think. <laughs> the stick itself represents masculinity for, like, obvious reasons. It's okay. the stick. 
Um, and then the bristles apparently is like femininity because of I don't cleaning. Really, no, the bristles <laughs> like I don't remember. It was like it's just like because <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, right. <sighs> Whatever. We didn't actually start associating women with broomsticks, not witches, but like women in general with like with like house chores. Yeah, with house chores until Much like later more recently. Okay, yeah, like the forties. I can't remember. I don't remember if I put it in my notes or not. So if I do, yay for me. If not, I'll try to look it up real quick. But okay. anyways, um, they were flying on a broomstick and just a stick. This is especially interesting because in the painting, the women are wearing headscarves that identify them as Waldensanes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but basically they're members of a Christian sect founded in the 12th centuries. Centuries. Just the one century. Um, the 12th one. The 12th specifically. one. Um, at the time, they were they allowed women to be priests, and those priest women were flying around on sticks in the 12th century. That's fucking fun. And now here we are, like Christians being like, oh, you witch, I can't it's like, <laughs> burn you. Anyways. It's like, how did we change from, like, being okay with this to not? Um, so the image of the broomstick just kind of stuck. And early depictions of the are in the 15th and 16th centuries. Europe shows witches flying on a wide range of items. So uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm reading this. It's like, like the vacuum in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. Um, but in this particular example, it's stools. Um, cupboards, wardrobes, and those two pronged uh, cooking forks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like yes. ones that like yeah they would use for barbecue or whatever. Um, so Charles Zika, who is a professor at the University of Melbourne in Australia, um, that's what he said. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I should have done that the other way around. My notes were backwards. Charles Zika, the professor, is the one who told us about these early depictions of them writing on two-pronged forks. Um, Explain the, like, cabinets thing. Like, I don't know. Just, like, it's just like a box. Yeah. Are you sitting on top? Are you I feel like you're inside of it. it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you just see a flying cabinet. <laughs> I don't know. Must be a witch inside. <laughs> it must be. Um, okay. But rarely are witches ever getting like. And this is in literature. This is in literature. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, in like okay. artwork, so not. Okay. Just, it, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Whatever you want. It is early depictions. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, that's what I imagine the 15th and 16th century depictions are, or, like right. artwork and writings. Right. Um. Okay. Anyways. Uh. Uh, with all that said, though, witches at the time, or, like, before, or, like, since then, have rarely ever, like, been seen or shown, like, levitating on their own. Unless okay. your name's Chris fucking Angel. Right. So, he's just on another level. Um, beginning in the 17th century, accounts of witches using broomsticks to fly up and out of chimneys became more commonplace. Um, according to one custom, women would prop a broom up outside the door. Um, like of the house or place it up a chimney to let others know they were away from the home. Which I think is fucking weird. Seem like you wouldn't want people to know you're not home. I right. don't know. Yeah, no, same. I agree. Um, I would dare to say that homes in general were much more like safe. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. Like people didn't really go around 
burglarizing back in the And if they did, century. it's like, what are you going to find? A, a broomstick? More brooms. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of brooms and, like, <laughs> bread. <laughs> <laughs> Moldy bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, delicious. Um, so, because of that reason, popular legend embraced the idea that winches... winches? That witches left their houses through the chimneys, even though very few accused witches ever confessed to doing so. So it's just like a thing that we connected. It's like, oh, we see witches ride brooms, and we see women put brooms in chimneys. They must go about the chimney <laughs> when they ride their broom. What? Who? Okay. You know who chimney sweeps are? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a profession I didn't know still existed until recently. It does. And do you know who does it? Well, at least back in the day, do you know who did it? No. The children. Witches. Oh. Oh my god, it should have been the witches. (laughs) Obviously, they're going up the... (laughs) They might as well shake their butt so the broom "Mm, cleans it on the way out. Mm -hmm. Um, No, so it was children because they were the only... They were small. They would fit. Otherwise, like, they don't fit in there. Like, humans, obviously. grown adults don't like, fit in we're chimneys. We're not going to make the chimneys bigger, obviously. But, so that's my thing. It's like, how did the witches... Because <laughs> they're magic. Because they're magic. They're like, Santa, like Claus. Santa Claus. yeah. <laughs> they, like, reverse whatever. Obviously. <laughs> Anyways, um, anthropologist Robin Skelton suggests that the association between witches and brooms may have roots in a pagan fertility ritual yeah yeah um in this ritual rural farmers would leap and dance while sitting on poles pitchforks or brooms during the light of a full moon we missed it oh i can't believe we missed it huh so we could have gotten out on our brooms for a fertility ritual which uh, let's be honest would not help us (laughs) (laughs) so the and also this would also also, this would also uh, encourage the growth of their crops. Oh. So it was like a two for one. Right. Okay. So the woman gets the fertility, the man gets the crops. Yeah. Okay. He's like, I have a business to support this baby that I just fertilized. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard it called that. I just fertilized this baby. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> according to Robin, this dance got confused with accounts of witches flying in the night on their way to do witch stuff. So they thought that this, like... We're making babies or are we flying around? Which one? <laughs> they thought I this don't know. pagan ritual was basically the, a bunch of witches just flying around on their brooms, but, like, they were just trying to get pregnant <laughs> and, okay. like, get some crops. Okay. Maybe okay. they were witches. I don't know. But either way, it doesn't matter. It just, it's not, it's funny, but it's not. Um, broomsticks were also thought to be the perfect vehicles for special ointments and salves, salves, that witches brewed up to give themselves the ability to fly. I'm going to ask you a question. If you were right now to talk to somebody on the street and they were like, dude, I'm flying. What would you think? that they? Yes. Okay. High Uh, as... Fuck. Right. So, so, so fucking high. Uh-huh. But we're going to get back to that in a second. I just want you to keep that in the back of your mind. Um, so the first witch, I'm, I'm trying to go, like, in order of, like, years, but I think I fucked up because this is in the 1400s and we're already, like, in the 17th century. Um, <laughs> so the first witch to confess to writing a broom was actually a man. His name was Guillaume Eden. 
who was a priest from St. Germain in Ley, which is near Paris, France. Um, he was arrested in 1453 after publicly criticizing the way the church warned about witches. He's like, you're not doing it good enough. They wear brooms. They wear brooms. They use brooms. And they were like, oh, you must be a witch because you know that. And so he was accused and arrested and tried. Um, his confession came after torture, like I said earlier. No shocker there. And he recanted the confession, but they still imprisoned him for life. Strange. That sounds oddly familiar. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's right. Like, it's like history repeats itself. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, so a few years later, in 1456, emerged the mention of the flying ointment that I was just talking about. Um, either given by the devil or crafted by a witch, the potion allowed the human to take flight, likely for a trip to the witch's Sabbath. In 1324, when the wealthy Irish widow Lady Alice Gettler was tried for sorcery and heresy, investigators reported that in searching her house, they found a, quote, pipe of ointment wherewith, wherewith she greased the staff upon which she ambled and galloped through thick and thin, end quote. That was hard to read because wow. it's like old English. Um, worst. So, Lady Alice Kettler is Ireland's earliest known accused witch who was condemned to death for using sorcery to kill her husband in 1324. Uh, she escaped, and her maid was burned at the stake for her helping her, basically. Um, so, we're going to talk a little bit about this ointment and stuff. Ready? Yeah. Pharmacologist David Kroll... Uh, no relations to Dave Grohl, uh, writes in Forbes that alleged witches in the Middle Ages were thought to conduct their brews from such plants as deadly nightshade, henbane, mandrake, and jimson weed. Um, there's fancier names, but they're really hard, and you guys know I can't pronounce worth shit. Um, all of which of those ingredients would have produced hallucinogenic chemicals mm. known as tropane alkaloids. Nice. Nice. So according to some historical accounts, rather than ingest these mind-altering substances by eating or drinking, um, because they didn't want to do that, it, like, would make them ill. It would, like, make them feel like shit. It would, like, fuck up their digestive system. Right. They'd shit their pants. Sure. Whatever. It was just a very unpleasant experience. So... Instead, they learned that they, it says here, witches chose, okay, people, people chose to instead then get high by absorbing those things through their skin. Right. Um, more specifically, the intimate areas of their body. Right. I recall doing an episode on Nightshade in my previous podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Sarah talked about this briefly. Yeah. Ugh. So they would put that. On their hoo-hahs. On the broomstick. Oh. And then and they then... would ride the broom. Uh. <laughs> and that was how they would oh. um, get get it into their system. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know a better way like to put this. To, like, make it as PG as you can. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's really not. Um. Uh, I'm reading this note. This sounds like a lot of hoopla. Anyways, in yeah. in his book, Murder, Magic, and Medicine, John Mann cites a 15th century text by the 
theologian. Uh, theologian? Yeah. Yeah, whatever he said. Um, Jordan's de Bergamo, who wrote that, quote, the vulgar believe and the witches confess that on certain days or nights the anoint a staff and write it to the appointed place or anoint themselves under the arms and in other hairy places, end quote. Okay, so... Um... <laughs> were they saying that and then people were taking it as like they're doing witchcraft and they're like uh, no we're because just... <laughs> these people would like do this yeah. to get high and then they'd be like dude it feels like you're flying i'm flying right, i swear like, to god i flew on this broom which yeah they're just like what the fuck you were flying on a broom you were doing drugs <laughs> They probably didn't know that they were doing drugs. Yeah, they probably they didn't probably understand. Liter- they took it so literally yeah. that they're like, witch! Yeah. <laughs> oh um, my god, that's embarrassing. First off, that that turned into witchcraft. And yeah, it's like, right? Mm. <laughs> it's like, why don't you just put them on a spot and be like, okay, do it right now. Let's see you fly on your broom. Yeah. And then they do it right now. watch this person get like high as fuck and then just like sit there on their broom like... Oh. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. This is not too much for the podcast. I'm just saying. And then see the people like see... And then they're like, see, I'm flying. And it's like, you're not a flying. You're not. There's something wrong with you. Well, they'd still be damned for witchcraft because then they'd be like... Anyways, they're just—it <laughs> gets worse. <laughs> just wait, it gets so much worse. Okay. Um. So these passages that I talked about are why we see so many pictures back in the day of witches being on broomsticks while naked, and or very limited clothing. Um. No shit. Yeah, because obviously how else are you supposed to ingest your drugs if not through your hoo-ha? So the hallucinogens tended to cause sleep, but with dreams that involved flying, such as wild rides and frenzied dancing. So that's fine. Uh, We're calling it now frenzied dancing. Frenzied dancing. If you do that, you're a witch. Heads up. So don't dance frenzily. Um, a 1966 depiction of the uh, intoxication of these hallucinogens was offered by Gustav Schneck. Schenk, sorry. Um, this is very long, but it was in like every single one of my sources, so I feel like it's really important for me to say. Are you ready? Um, so this is basically him recounting how he felt on this concoction. Um, my teeth were clenched. And a dizzied rage took possession of me, but I also know that I was permeated, permeated, sorry, by a peculiar sense of well-being connected with the crazy sensation that my feet were glowing, no, oh my gosh, my feet were growing lighter, expanding and breaking loose from my own body. Each part of my body seemed to be going off on its own and I was seized with fear that I was falling apart. At the time, I experienced an intoxicating sensation of flying. I soared where my hallucinogens, the clouds, the lowering sky, herds of beasts, uh, falling leaves, billowing streamers of steam, uh, and rivers of molten metal were swirling along, end quote. Sounds like Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... 
the explicit implications of staff writing and the sexual nature of witches in images throughout the Renaissance are difficult to ignore. Artists like Albright, oh, it's German, it's like Durer, Durer, and Hans Balding depicted them naked. The witch and one engraving by the Italian artist, oh, fuck me, Parmigiano. Parmigiano. Um, it's P A R M I G I A N I N O. If you want to Google him, yeah, sure. Um, it's like Parmesan. Yes. Parmesh Parmesanino. I can't. I'm fucking illiterate. Um, but whatever. I'll just just take all that out. All of me mispronouncing all of those foreign people. Charles Zika goes back and he says that these racy images of witches fit into the culture in which there was much speculation about female sexuality. Mm -hmm. So this is also linked to how, like, it's like, it's okay to see a woman naked riding a broom, but you won't see a guy, you know? That's interesting. Sexualizing the female body, but not so much the male. That is super interesting because think of how normalized it is for dudes to jerk it. Right. Um, but if you talk about a female doing that, it's, like, mysterious and gross, right? Yeah. So gross. You don't talk to your guy friends about how your girlfriend was just masturbating the other day. Literally, and it's like right? <laughs> they'd be like, ooh, Isn't that dude. interesting, though? Yeah. That they're saying that it is, like, almost the other way around. Like, it's funny how that's changed. Right? Yeah. Um... Another speculation as to why witches are claimed to have ridden broomsticks is quite similar to the last. Um, this is one that I kind of uh, learned off of TikTok. I tried to find more information about it on my own, but I was not successful. All I could find was the previous information I told you. Right. So, um, basically, if you just Google, like, witches and brooms, not Google, if you are on TikTok and you just search witches and broomsticks, it's, like, one of the first videos. Anyways, so, bedroom toys, back in the day, wink, wink, um, were openly sold in markets in the 17th century, which is, like, kind of cool. So Were like, they marketed as such? Oh, yeah, totally. Nice. They were openly sold. Wow. They were, like, here's this dildo made out of oh. wood. Oh. I don't okay. know what else they would make dildos from I back in the 17th century. I'm not sure. Uh, metal. Um, it, this was in Europe. I'm done. I'm done giving examples of what dildos were made out of. Um, but in the 1670s, the sale of those toys was then banned um, because of fear of, guess what? Is that the right word? Emasculation? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So to com combat that, because you just can't take away women's toys because men need their egos, right. uh, women started to make their own. Which is very... Broomsticks. Yeah. I, okay. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, which this was very common in England or France. Uh, it's so common that it became a punishable offense because they wanted people... They wanted women to stop doing it. They're like, we're going to like arrest you and like ticket you or whatever the case was like, if you um, keep making these dildos. Prove it. <laughs> prove that I made it's this a, dildo. It's a broomstick. <laughs> Um, so one also, I'm getting high while I'm doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe how good it feels. Um, anyway, so a police report by possibly a man named David Coward um, from the Times states, 
quote, this fashionable vice has consumed more broom handles in the Paris area than are strictly required for cleaning purposes, end quote. So basically, they saw a rise in broom purchases. Yeah. Obviously, we want our houses cleaned. Yeah. um, So obviously. Um, so because of that, men were mad again and connected women to writing broomsticks because of the toy connection and they got it connected to witchcraft. (laughs) Does that make sense? They were like, when it comes down to it, men were mad (laughs) that women could do it on their own and didn't need them. So it went from like just being mad about that to witchcraft to killing people for being witches. I bet you what happened is like somebody had like. A smaller sized penis, which is totally fine. It's not a. It, it's not about the size. It's how you, it's what you do with it. Okay, but um, but th- these women were probably making like broomsticks. They were cutting it off and like, like sanding it down and making it all nice. And it's like all long and shit or whatever, girthy. Like, and then he probably was all like, "Oh, I feel so emasculated because it's not the size of my weenie." It's like you didn't make one that matches me, so. <laughs> mad (laughs) yeah literally so it's i don't know i think it's interesting to see how and that's how the connection between because they're like oh she's she's writing her broomstick when she's really just jerking it off holy isn't that mean man how are you gonna feel if we end up having like a daughter and she wants to be a witch for it's never gonna happen and she (laughs) Says, she's not having a broomstick. <laughs> she says, Mom. <laughs> but I have to. You don't have to. Here's a black cat. <laughs> You'll just be Danny and Binks, okay? <laughs> oh, man. I hope I wow. ruined broomsticks for all of you. I well, hope we're you throwing never ours out. Look sure. at a broomstick. No, we're not using one ever again. In this house. Never? No, because okay. you're a witch. I'm not. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I don't get high on those deadly nightshade drugs. Via the broom. Via the broom. Um, Jesus is, Christ. Isn't that a lie? It's a lie. I'm so sorry, everybody. Over this I episode. tried so hard to make it, like... Palatable? Fun. <laughs> I... I think it's super interesting because what it does is it goes to show how thing one can be misinterpreted and turned into like a whole different thing um, simply because um, of like social standards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's super interesting if you really if you like if you can look past just like the surface what like. Chicks were getting off on broomsticks, mm-hmm. you know? If you can look past that and look at, like, what it did and how we how it has, like, entered the culture now, mm-hmm. super interesting. Right. It's also noted that, like, back in the Disney, like, medieval times, the broom was actually the other way around in the depictions. So the bristles were up, like, where the person was facing. It's like Harry Potter. Do you know what I mean? So if you took Harry's broom and you switched it around. So he'd be like holding on to the bristle side, not others. I don't I don't know why that is, but that's just how the artwork changed. I have no idea. I should have looked into that, but I didn't. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's also interesting, it's it's kinda like you're with um 
Oh, which house was it? The one where, like, this guy just made up this urban legend, and he just kept telling people and telling people, and it... Oh, the, um... Became, like... I just did that. It became, like, the thing. It was, like... Murder house. Yeah. Yeah. The Los Los Feliz murder house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Totally. Yeah, it's, like, you hear one thing from somebody, and it just, like, blows up, and now it's what everybody believes. Yeah. For, like, centuries. Yeah. (laughs) In this case, forever. Yeah. It's never gonna go away. Until I tell you the broomstick story and I, no one's going to touch a broomstick again. Unless you need a baby and you want some fertility dances. Ritual. Whatever. In better crops. <laughs> well. There's that. You you never ce- cease to amaze me <laughs> in the way that you find things to talk about on this podcast that I would never in a million years think to talk about. Just wait. I have, like, another one that I really want to talk about that I think will be gross. Okay. Like, on another level. Not like this one was, like, sexual gross, but... Okay. Anyways, your turn. Um. Okay, so Halloween episode, I really struggled because I knew what Sammy was talking about to figure out something to talk about. Um. But then a documentary that I watched spurred me to uh, rekindle a story I talked about on my old podcast because there are some pretty cool updates. Oh, really? Interesting updates, I guess. Um, yeah, so um, before I start, I got most of my information from Wikipedia, because why not, and from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Interesting. Which is a local newspaper there. So um, I'm going to be telling you about Slenderman, and then segueing into the Slenderman stabbing case. Yes. Yeah. So you get a little bit of everything, guys. You yep. get some history, you get some spoopy, and you get some true crime. So yep. yeah. happy Halloween. So the, this is a really interesting story to me because, um, like, unlike the Black Eyed Kids, like, there's not a whole lot of, like, we don't know exactly where that started, Isn't right? Isn't it creepypasta? Black Eyed Kids? No, 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 uh, Slenderman. Right, that's what I'm saying. Oh, is oh, Black Eyed Kids oh, is a similar it, genre, right? But, yeah. like, we can't pinpoint exactly where. So it's, then, yeah. because you can't pinpoint exactly where it started, like, you can't say for sure that they're not real, right? Right. Slenderman is for sure not real because it was created on June 10th of 2009 on a thread in the Something Awful Internet Forum. Oh, not creepy. Right, so this was, right. Um, this was back in the day of like pre-Reddit subreddits, right? Uh-huh. Like this is where it, it, if something like this was created now, it would be on a subreddit, you know. And this was like a forum where people just talked about creepy, weird shit. And the thread was a Photoshop contest where users or people on the thread were challenged to create paranormal images and make them look real and like awful yeah so uh this poster named eric knudsen under the pseudonym victor surge um he contributed two photos that he created um and they were both images of groups of children to which he added a tall thin figure to um this figure was wearing a black suit in the original photos and um Previous entries in this contest only had the photos, but he decided to um, put, like, uh, what do you call them? 
at the bottom of a photo, what do you call that? Watermark? No. Like text. What do you call a text at the bottom of a photo? Caption? Yes. Um, captions for these photos that were supposedly from witnesses describing the abductions oh, of the shit. groups of children and giving the character um, the name Slenderman. That's really smart. Yeah. So under the first photo, it read, quote, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. And it said, uh, circa 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. Damn. That's the first photo. The second one uh, read, quote, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze. I have, like, a juicy mouth tonight. I don't know what's going on. Uh, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the slender man deformities cited as film defects by f- officials fire at library occurred one week later Dang. actual photograph confiscated as evidence circa 1986 photographer mary thomas missing since june 6 nope june 13th 1986 Dang. so by adding those i mean that obviously adds a lot to the photos themselves right and they changed just these photos into like a whole it gave them so much context and like a whole story right Mm -hmm. um posters after these photos were posted expanded on that character and added their own visuals or textual um contributions and it just blossomed into this entire like fan fiction Mm -hmm. about slenderman Knudsen was inspired to create the Slender Man primarily by Zach Parsons' That Insidious Beast. I don't know what that is. Uh, Stephen King's The Mist, Reports of Shadow People, and uh, Mothman and the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. I don't know what that is. I just know, you know, Stephen King and Shadow People and Mothman. The Mist? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Other inspirations for the character were the tall man from the 1979 film Phantasm, um, some works of H.P. Lovecraft, the surrealist work of William S. Burroughs, and the survival horror video games uh, Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Hmm. So he took all of these that he had read or watched or played, and he created this character. Hmm. His intention was, quote, to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which would cause unease and terror in a general in a general popul- in a general population other pre-existing fictional or legendary creatures which are similar to the slender man include um the gentlemen which are these like black suited pale bald demons from buffy the vampire slayer hmm. um the men in black you know what that yeah, is that's and what the I was movie, thinking. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also like the creepy pasta about Men in Black. And uh the question, which is a DC comic superhero with a blank face whose secret identity is Victor Sage, hmm. which is a name similar to his alias Victor Surge. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um a book written by uh, Professor Shira Chess, who uh, teaches at the University of Georgia. Her book is called Folklore, Horror Stories, and the Slender Man, the Development of an Internet Mythology. 
she in this book connected the Slenderman to some ancient folklore about fairies, which is interesting. Um, not a connection I would have ever made, but <laughs> apparently, um, I don't know a lot about fairies, but apparently, the Slenderman is otherworldly, which uh, with motives that are often difficult to grasp, like fairies. His appearance is vague, often shifts to reflects to reflect what the viewer wants or fears to see. And like fairies, the Slender Man calls the woods and wild places his home and kidnaps children. Just throw that part in there. That's good. I don't know. I don't know a lot uh, about fairies. Do you I know don't... much about... Uh, no. Okay. I know um a lot of things that I watch and see... Everybody fucking hates fairies. Mm -hmm. But, like, growing up, I thought that they were, they like, this... They seem good. Yeah, they were, like, yeah. this blissful, like, totally. helping mm -hmm. creature. But, like, growing up, like, I don't know if people have watched The Magicians. The fairies are... They're fucking rude. They take <laughs> they're everything. They're fucking rude. They're so mean. <laughs> they're manipulative. Uh, and, like, supernatural, the fairies are evil. It's interesting. It's not, I think... Growing up, I was like watching like Disney and stuff like that, right. where it's like wholesome. You just see Tinkerbell, and you're like, "That's yeah. it, that's the one." Right, but no, that's it's. Kind of, I feel like it's like a. It's literally Disney just making things better because, oh, the Grimm brothers, the Cinderella mm -hmm. original version is fucked up. Not this Cinderella yeah. we know. Yeah. So I think okay, we're just misled from the beginning. I believe that. Um. So. Like I said, the Slenderman's uh, description started as one thing, but so many people took it on and, like, yeah. changed it that there are a bajillion different, uh, like, depictions of what he looks like. There's no, like, official canon for reference. Um, so all of, like, everything about him, his appearance, his motives, his habits, and abilities change depending on the storyteller. So That's he's most commonly described as very tall, very thin, um, with unnaturally long tentacle-like arms or straight-up tentacles, depending on like what you're looking at. Uh, which can he can extend to immediate or cap? Nope. Uh, which he can extend to intimidate or capture prey. Yeah. In most stories, his face is white and featureless, but occasionally his face appears differently to anyone who sees it. So you it's see, like so it's kind of like a bogart. Bogart. A bogart. You called a bogart? Yeah. In Harry Potter? You yeah. called a bogart? Yeah. Oh, I always called it a bogart. Isn't that what the mist is, too? It's supposed to, like, I don't know. project I what your fears are? Seems that way. I'm not sure. Or am I thinking Pennywise? I have no idea. Hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I guess it's like a Bogart. Bogart? <laughs> Bogart? Bogart? <laughs> it's like a Bogart. Um, he appears to be wearing a dark suit and tie. Slenderman is often associated with the forest or abandoned locations and has the ability to teleport, apparently. Same. Proximity to the Slenderman is often said to trigger a, quote, slender sickness, which is a rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, and delusions accompanied by nosebleeds oh happens to me all the time right early stories featured him targeting children or young adults some featured young adults driven who were driven insane or um would start acting on his behalf while others did not um 
and hmm. others claim that investigating the Slenderman would draw his attention. So, like, if you say his name, he automatically knows who you are and he can watch you. Scientology. Right. <laughs> the web series Marble Hornets, which I don't know why it's called that, but whatever, uh, established the idea of proxies, which are humans who fall under the Slenderman's influence and do his bidding, basically. Uh, though initially they were simply super, like, crazy, like people go crazy once they come into contact with him, um, eventually they became like puppets that he would use. So, oh, I don't like that. Right. Uh, Marble Hornets also introduced the idea that Slenderman could interfere with video and audio recordings, as well as um, a symbol for him, which is like a, a circle with an X in it, which became a common trope of the Slenderman fiction. Hmm. Graphic violence and body horror are uncommon in the Slenderman mythos, with many narratives choosing to leave the fate of his victims obscure, which can be scarier. In my opinion sometimes yeah. so this leads us to the slenderman stabbing oh gosh and this is horrific so bear with me if you don't like violence against children i would skip to the end of this podcast yes so you can say goodbye to us right so um morgan geyser uh was 12 years old and she was allowed to have two friends over every year for her birthday so the, Two friends? Uh huh. She, um, that was like the rules of her house. I'm not sure. That's so on May 30th of 2014, it was her birthday, and she chose two friends to come stay over, right? That was the day that she and Anissa Weir, I think it's Weir, uh, would try to kill their best friend, Peyton Lutner, during a sleepover. Wait, she? Mm-hmm. On her birthday? Yep. Oh. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought she was the victim for some reason. Nope. The next morning, a bicyclist found Peyton lying on the sidewalk, covered in blood with injuries to her arms, legs, and torso. She had managed to crawl out of the woods where suspects had left her. Oh my she was rushed to the hospital. So, um, um, I'm just going to call them by their last names <clears throat> because that's what all the reports do. And that's like what a lot of police reports do. Yeah. Um, so this was, like I said, in Wisconsin wisconsin and it's in wakesha county um so wakesha county sheriff's deputy found geyser and weir hours later walking near i-94 in wakesha a knife with a five inch blade was in weir's backpack Jeez. both uh females explained the stabbing to police referencing their dedication to slender man he confessed Oh, yeah. Oh, just, just oh, like they that? they didn't give a shit, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> so, basically... Jesus. Um, psychopaths. They, all three were friends, right? And they were kind of, like, getting into middle school or whatever. And it was right. um, 2014, so the internet was a big thing, right? Yeah. And that's what a lot of kids did. That's what I did. Um, I would just sit on the internet and sit on MySpace and do whatever. And they happened to stumble upon um, Creepypasta. And that's where they found the story of the Slender Man. And Morgan Geyser and Anissa, like, really, like, went down the rabbit oh, hole about no. this. And they got, like, into it. Believed it was real. Like, really believed it was real. Peyton really didn't. She was just like, whatever. Good. It's this thing that you guys like. But um, yeah. I just want to hang out. So right. that's kind of, like, how this started, right? Um 
Weir told police that Slenderman was the leader of Creepypasta, and in the hierarchy of that world, one had to kill someone else to show dedication to Slenderman. Mm. So it was like like a gang initiation, right? You had to kill somebody, and then you were like in Slenderman's crew. Um, so Weir said that Geyser told her that they should become proxies of Slenderman, which I kind of talked about, right? Puppets, uh, people who would do his bidding um, and whatever. And um, she said that she was surprised um, that Morgan or Geyser suggested this because she thought it was weird, but also kind of excited to because they believed so much in Slenderman and they had so many friends and like family that didn't and so she was like yeah let's fucking do this and we'll prove everybody wrong oh we'll prove that this guy's real God. so they believed that slender man lived in a mansion in the nicolette national forest in northern wisconsin <laughs> out of all the places what? he lived in wisconsin um so their plan was to kill peyton and then they would walk to slender man's mansion in this forest and be like yo we did it and he'd be like cool come live here for forever oh my god yeah um so after school on friday of that week uh we told police that she and geyser went to weir's house where she packed a backpack full of clothes granola bars and water bottles oh. and a picture of her family because she didn't want to forget what they looked like after leaving for slenderman's uh mansion because she was never going to see them again. She believed oh, that. my god. You're not going to fucking see them again because you're going to be in prison. Mm-hmm. You fucking idiot. Oh, how old were they? Right, 12 uh, Maybe I shouldn't scream you're a fucking idiot when your brain's not fully developed yet. No, and we'll find there's like a lot of mental illness to at play as well. Um, So they go to, they pack all these, like, all these things because they're planning on making this big old hike to um how do they which know? is miles and miles and miles away how do they know where his mansion is i have no did idea where he they got give them that. a latin long <laughs> no idea did he drop a pin i don't think that was a thing back then <laughs> um i'm not sure where they read that or how they came up with it but they did that's what they believed um so they pack all this shit and then they go to morgan's house uh with okay. Morgan's dad, they picked up Peyton, and they all went to Skateland to go roller skate for Morgan's birthday, right? Nice. That sounds like fun. I guess I'm going to switch between first and last names. I don't know. Anywho's. Um, so they go, they're skating all night, they come home around 9.30 at night, and they went to sleep in Morgan's room. Originally, uh, Morgan and Anissa planned to commit the murder at like 2 in the morning. Um, they were planning to duct tape oh my gosh. Uh, Peyton's mouth, stab her in the neck, and then pull the covers up to make it look like she was sleeping. And then they would get the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen uh, because that's nuts. And the plans changed after they'd been roller skating instead. Uh, they figured that in the morning they would all go out uh, to this park that was kind of nearby. And they wanted to go into the bathroom at the park. Um, and do it there because they knew that there was a drain in the floor and for the blood to go down. Oh, oh. that's what Anissa told the police. Very smart of them. Yes. The next morning, Morgan's mom said they could go to the park. Uh-huh. Um, and 
they ended up in the park bathroom where they were gonna kill her. And once they were in the bathroom, Morgan handed Anissa the knife and Anissa indicated that Morgan tried to restrain Peyton, but then Morgan had this, she like freaked out. She got cold feet. And so they stop and Anissa's like trying to chill out Morgan and Peyton's over here like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, But sticks around. She's like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but this is weird and I don't have any place to go because I'm 12. Um, so Anissa then suggests that they go for a walk and she points out this like wooded area in the park that was kind of near, um, these two roads that were nearby the house and they were going to play hide and seek. So their plan was to play hide and seek, distract Peyton, then kill her. So Morgan was the first seeker and, uh, Anissa and Peyton went and hid. Anissa tells Peyton... Like, hey, you should hide right here and um, just, like, lay down and cover yourself, whatever. And Peyton's like, uh, no, I'm just going to do my own thing. So then right. Anissa pushes Peyton down, sits on her, um, thinking that Morgan would come over and stab her. But then Peyton began to yell and complain that she couldn't breathe, um, which was attracting attention. And Anissa didn't want that. Um, so then Anissa gets off of her and... They're all, like, in the woods together, and Morgan gives Anissa the knife, and then Anissa says she's too squeamish, so she gives it back to Morgan, and Peyton's sit- still sitting here, like, what? I don't understand what's going on. I don't I don't know why she stuck around, but she stuck around. Um, So Morgan gets the knife back, and Morgan tells Anissa, I'm not going to until you tell me to. And then Anissa starts walking away and turns oh around gosh. and says go ballistic to end as soon as she says that um she tackles Peyton and starts stabbing her um Peyton was screaming and Anissa said when Morgan got off of her she screamed I hate you I trusted you um Anissa said Peyton tried to walk towards the street but she was stumbling because she was bleeding um they didn't want anybody to see her so Anissa grabbed her arm and pulled her back away from the street um Peyton fell down and Anissa says um, that Peyton was like really struggling to breathe and to see and to walk. And so she told her to just lay lay down, stop screaming, uh, be quiet. Because if she did that, she would lose blood more slowly. Oh my gosh. Um, So Anissa told police that she gave Peyton those instructions so that she wouldn't draw attention to herself. And so she would just lay there and die. Um... Anissa told Peyton that they were going to go get her some help, but they obviously never planned on doing that, and Peyton knew that. Uh, She told police that she knew that. So they were hoping that she would just lay there and die, and that they would see Slender Man and know that he existed. Uh, With Peyton lying on the ground, uh, they started to back away, and then they headed toward the street. Um, They, When police asked Anissa if she knew what it meant to kill somebody, Anissa said, um... I believe it's ending a life and I regret it, but then also said the bad part of me wanted her to die, the good part of me wanted her to live. Which is really eerie for a 12-year-old to say, I think. Uh, Yeah. Um, Morgan's report to police was much shorter. She confirmed the details that Anissa's interview gave to law enforcement. That all went together. Um... But she said she thought that Anissa stabbed Peyton first, and, um, so that was, like, a little bit of a discrepancy. When she was asked how many times 
Morgan thought that she had stabbed Peyton. Morgan said she didn't know. All she heard was screaming. Oh. Um, she also said it was easy, which is terrible. At one point when talking with police, uh, Morgan said that she was sorry. Uh, she said that she had put the knife back into her bag, wiped it off on her jacket, and told the detective, It was weird that I didn't feel remorse. Oh yeah, that is weird. I'm glad that you recognize that. Yeah. Jeez. Um, Morgan said that they had to do it or he would kill our family, she said. Oh, oh. Uh, when asked who he was, she... Morgan said that she didn't know him, but she started explaining like Slender Man. When asked what she was trying to do when she stabbed her friend, Morgan said, quote, I may as well just say it, kill her. Oh, I may so as well. the intent well. was there, obviously. When asked about Slender Man, Morgan said that she had never met him, but said that he watches her and he can read minds and teleport. Mm -hmm. Morgan said that uh, what she did was probably wrong. Um, she asked a detective if it is illegal to stab someone in self-defense. The detective said sometimes um, and asked her if that was what happened. Um, and Morgan said no. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't so know why she even stab asked someone that. in self-defense? Well, well, yeah, I yeah, mean, sometimes. sometimes. Is that, like, what happened? Well, no. no. <laughs> um, following, the, following the investigation, Morgan was charged with attempted first-degree murder uh, because Peyton lived. Uh, she crawled her way to the side of the road. The bicyclist called 911. Extensive surgery. Um, she had multiple, multiple stab wounds to her yeah. chest, her neck, her legs. I mean, it was just a miracle that she lived, but she did live. Um, oh, good. So Morgan was ch charged with attempted first-degree homicide, which is a Class A felony, and Anissa was charged with attempted second-degree homicide, which is a Class B felony in Wisconsin. Nice. Due to the nature of the offenses, both of them were waived out of juvenile court, and they were tried as adults. Which is interesting. That's pretty young yeah. for that, but they were tried as adults. Uh, in I wonder if it's because they were like saying things like, "Yeah, I tried. I was. I'm. I meant to kill her. That's what yeah. I wanted to do." And I think it's like, so. "Do you understand this?" It's like, "Yep, I understand that." Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So in 2017, Anissa pled guilty to being a party to attempted second degree homicide. A uh, jury found her not guilty by mental disease, disease or defect. Okay. Uh, Morgan accepted a plea offer under which she would not go to trial and would be evaluated by psychiatrists to determine how long she should be placed in a mental hospital. Um, she later, later pled guilty but was found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect and was diagnosed with schizophrenia from which her father also suffers. Oh. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought that schizophrenia didn't show up until your 20s. Usually. How interesting. Very interesting. Very unfortunate. Um, and in the documentary I watched, her mom is interviewed on there. And she's like, yeah, like once that diagnosis was brought up, we looked back and we're like, oh my God. Like her moods, so everything sense. makes moods, sense. Moods, um, hallucinations. Oh shit. Yeah. So she must have thought Slenderman was really real. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. I feel like such an asshole now. I mean, like, yes and no. I feel like an asshole sometimes when I think about this because, like, of the things that they say seem heinous, right? But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, so 
Anissa was sentenced to 25 years to life, an indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked in confinement and an involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute, followed by communal supervision until she is 37 years old. Uh, Morgan was given the maximum sentence, which is 40 years to life, indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked in confinement, same uh as Anissa, in addition to involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of symptoms or until she is 53 years old. Oh my gosh. Whichever happens first. Followed it's like by. It's oil change. Right. <laughs> so you have to reach this many miles or right. this date. Right. I've heard that it's definitely only the miles. Is it? Yeah. Because I was looking at my sticker and I was like, ooh. Yeah, no, it's definitely only the miles. That's what, like, the people at Jiffy Lube told me, too. Anyways. um, Anyways. Followed by communal supervision, periodic reevaluations, and or reinstitution and further treatment as needed, as required by the sentence imposed. So, that's obviously taking her mental illness very much into consideration. Good. Uh, While Morgan will periodically have the opportunity to petition for her release from a mental health facility in the future, she will remain under institutional care for the duration of the sentence. Um, During her trial, Morgan was committed to the Winnebago Mental Health Institute and was the youngest patient there. Fun fact, um, a friend of mine who actually lives here now, but I played uh, rugby with in Denver, mm-hmm. um, is a nurse, and she's from Wisconsin, and she was a nurse at this institution oh, and worked with these two <gasps> females. Do you have any insert, insert no, or info? she wouldn't give me anything. Oh, she's that a makes really sense. good nurse. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. You're no, right. You're right. Okay. She was like, nope, can't tell you a jack squat. I can just tell you that I was involved with a certain Slender Man case. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can put two and two together. Right. Um, let's see. At a court hearing on March 10th of 2021, Anissa, who was at this time uh, 19, submitted a letter to the court stating that she was, quote, sorry and deeply regretful for the agony, pain, and fear I have caused. Not just to Peyton, but but to the entire community. Uh, She also stated that, quote, I hate my actions uh, from May 31st of... 2014 but through countless hours of therapy i no longer hate myself for them so she's saying like i did this because of xyz but i'm not going to hate myself for doing them i'm going to hate the actions and i'm going to choose to grow and learn and accept treatment from all this so uh on july 1st of 2021 uh wakesha county judge michael boren ordered Anissa would be released from the Winnebago Mental Health Institute. Um, he gave state officials 60 days to draw up a conditional release plan and required that she be assigned State Department of Health Services case managers to track her progress until she is 37, uh, 37 which was the length of her commitment mm-hmm. originally. And on Monday, September 13th of this year, she was released with uh, multiple stipulations to include uh, 24-hour GPS monitoring, which uh, required that she doesn't leave the county without permission. Um, She also would have her internet monitored and would not be allowed to use any forms of social media. 
Dang. Mm-hmm. And that's probably for the best. Yep. She's also required to take medication and will be personally escorted to regular counseling sessions by a caseworker. By a caseworker. Damn it. <laughs> that was a heck of a burp. Huh? Please take that out. <laughs> Please, dear God, take that out. So... Uh, that's where the case is. Morgan is not in the same place as Anissa, obviously. Yeah. Um, very different diagnoses. Yeah. There. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, I was gonna say, I don't know how, like, a bunch of children could come up with this idea and, like, fall for it. Because you see a lot, like, with, like, adults. Adults are like, oh yeah, the dog told me to do it, or whatever, you know, but... I'll tell you what, though, when I was little, I really believed that the Power Rangers were real, and I wanted to be one. Tell me when you read Harry Potter that you were not begging to get a letter to Hogwarts. I'm still begging for a letter to Hogwarts. Thank you so much. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so much easier to believe stuff like that and like to get into these cycles. And then if you add in like extreme mental illness, yeah, like yeah, schizophrenia, yeah. that totally changes the rules. Like you don't. She was given a poor hand. Yeah, for sure. I wish she didn't. I wish she fell in love with Harry Potter more than Slenderman. And maybe yeah. <laughs> things would have been different, but even then she had to get diagnosed eventually. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's that. Sad. And this is out. And uh, learning to live life again. Peyton lived, which is good. That is good. That's like the only like perk Mm -hmm. about all this. Besides like the girls discovering their mental illnesses and being able to cope with them. But right. I don't know, man. It's heavy. Um, I recall reading that the like the schools in the county really like knee jerked at this and like they wouldn't allow anybody to like read any creepypastas at school and like a lot of like rules were made on that i want to say a civil suit might have been filed against the victor surge guy but like obviously didn't amount to anything yeah anyways that's slender man very interesting because it's a creepypasta that's like whatever interesting all creepypastas are creepy but this one actually literally led to an attempted murder a very like yeah intense one so yeah i'm so i'm still surprised that she survived yeah oh yeah to this day yep it's crazy yep wowie wow wow thank you you're welcome you got anything else no okay i feel like i had i had something to add from another episode and i never write that shit down so i don't remember it right now okay anywho it looks like you're drinking pickle juice. It's whiskey. I know it's whiskey, but it's funner <laughs> to think it's pickle juice. Especially with how much you hate pickles. I hate pickles so much. It's so <laughs> gross. Okay. Um, well, in that case, happy Halloween. You happy can Halloween. Find us on Instagram at Who Knew Podcast. Oh, wait. Okay. There's more. Mulligan. I was. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how we were gonna start doing um bonus episodes for patrons of uh us talking about movies that we've watched because we watch a lot of horror movies. we watch so many we horror have a movies. subscription to horror movies yes not, i mean it's a horror like a 
subscription box. Mm-hmm. Like it's delivered to you. But anyways, so they're just going to be like really quick episodes. If you guys are interested, you should definitely check it out. If not, if you think we should do many episodes about other things, um, that's totally fine. I know one of the tiers you are, um, you get to vote on what you want us to talk about for the episode. It's going to be completely different. So yeah. if you're in that tier, you still get to vote for the episode that you want, mm-hmm. but we're doing this for all of our patrons. So yeah. it'll be fun. Very cool. Congratulations. You've won a trophy. Um, That's it. Nothing else? No more mulligans? No more mulligans. We'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at WhoKnewPodcast. You can email us at WhoKnewPodcast666 at gmail.com. Or you can support us on Patreon and just search for Who Knew or Who Knew Podcast and you will find us there. Nice. And that's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. Bye.